So we are in 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 9 through 14. Let's read the word of God. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, ask. Can you say that word with me? Ask. I think many times we don't ask. The Bible says that uh, if we will ask, that we will receive. It tells us that if we don't ask, that we won't receive. And so here is Elisha's mentor, Elijah, telling him to ask. We need to ask of the Lord and ask largely. To ask, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? And Elisha said, please let a double portion. Can you say double portion? Double portion. Of your spirit be upon me. So he said, you've asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me, when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Then it happened as they continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and he cried out, My father, my father. Can you say those words? My, my father, father, my father. The chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had struck the water, it was divided this way and that, and Elisha crossed over. How many are ready to cross over this morning? As I said last week, we talked about Elijah anointing or Elijah casting his mantle upon Elisha. And that was the beginning or the start of Elisha's ministry. Elisha understood that the casting of his Garment, his cloak, his coat, if you would, cast upon him. He understood that it was not only a call to serve Elijah, but also a call to serve Elisha. How many knows that many times that God calls us to serve people in order to serve him? Amen. Uh, we are always in the business of serving people in order to serve the Lord. Now, as you look at Elisha, he is a very remarkable character. But what I want us to really see is his commitment to the Lord. We talked about this last week. He did not question the call of Elijah, not, did not question the call of God that was put upon him. But he left those oxen and he uh, went to Elijah and he said, give me just a minute to tell my mom and dad goodbye and to kiss them. And when he goes back, not only does he do that, but he takes those oxen that he has been plowing with and he kills them and he burns the yoke and the materials that he used in order to plow with and he dedicates uh, that unto the Lord. It is, uh, he's casting off the old life. He's casting off uh, those things that would have given him a second option in life. And he's saying, I'm going wholeheartedly for the Lord. 
You see, if you want to be a powerful man or woman of God, then you cannot have a plan B in your life. It's got to be the Lord. It's got to be Jesus and nothing else. You see, we must make that type of commitment to the Lord. And what I want us to see, in order to go forward in God, that you must let go of the past and grasp the future that God has for you. You cannot remain in the past. You cannot sit and memorialize the past if you want to have a future with the Lord. If you want Him to use you mightily, and as I preach all the time, that's what God wants to do. He doesn't want you to be the average person. He wants you to be on fire for Him. He wants you to be doing great things for the kingdom of God. Most of all, He wants you out there witnessing the people and winning them to the Lord as their Savior. You see, you have to let go of the past in order to go forward in the future because God has big plans for your life. More than you could ever imagine. Uh, and I'm sure that Elisha, uh, as he began to serve, this was the initial calling of Elisha. He was not ready yet to truly serve the Lord by himself. He needed a process of mentoring. He needed a process of learning and learning how to be uh, what God had called him to be. And Elijah needed a mentee, I should say. Elijah needed someone to pour into. Let me notice that we should always be either an Elijah figure or an Elisha figure. We need to be pouring into someone who maybe they might even be older than us, but less experienced with the Lord. And we need to be an Elisha who is receiving from someone's mentorship, who is receiving from God, uh, so that we might grow and become uh, students and servants and sons, is what we're going to talk about uh, a little bit this morning. But Elisha was positioning himself for a double portion. God was about to call his master, Elijah, up into heaven. And Elijah begins to travel, and, and then I find this uh, portion very interesting, because Elijah was the mentor, but how many knows that uh, sometimes the mentor has to stretch you and has to uh, uh, get you to, to go a long way and to follow the path that God wants you to follow? And so we see that Elijah was testing him. Elijah would say, he would stop. He stopped in three different towns and he said, it's okay, just stay here, Elisha. Uh, that was a trick of Elijah, but not really a trick. It was a test. There's a difference. The enemy wants to trick you and the Lord wants to test you in order to grow you. And so we see that uh, Elijah said, just go ahead and stay here. But every time Elisha would say, I am not going to leave you. Can you say that with me? I'm not going to leave you. You see, God has called us to follow him and to follow him wholeheartedly. He has called us not only to follow him, but to follow those who are our leaders in the Lord and to serve them as we serve the Lord. He said, I will not leave you. Look at your neighbor and say, oh, I've come too far to turn back now. Can I tell you, if you want to be positioned for a double portion, that faithfulness 
faithfulness. Hear me. Faithfulness, not dynamic uh, gifted skill and abilities, but faithfulness will position you to do greater things for the Lord. The Lord didn't say, well done, thou awesome servant with so many talents and so much. Uh, he didn't say that. He said, when you get to heaven, what you want to hear is, well done, thou faithful and good servant. You see, we are called to be faithful, not to give up, but to keep going on. Somebody say, I'm not giving up now. I'm going forward with the Lord. And as we look at this, Elisha went all the way. And he did receive that double portion of Elijah's spirit that day. And as I look at this, and I, and, and you know this is a subject that is near and dear to my heart, is the subject of legacy. I was brought here as a baby to this church. There was a picture not too long ago of the day that they dedicated this church, the very first service, and it was on Facebook. And I was looking at it, and I said, oh, I remember them, and I, I remember them. Some of them have gone on to be with the Lord. Standing in the very back row on that side was a man who was my daddy, and he was holding a little boy who had on cast and braces, and that was me. You see, God has called us to work a legacy work in this church. Not a work that is just one and done, one generation, but many times what God has called us to do is bigger than one generation. Can I get an amen? amen. And so God has a great call upon us, and it is a, a call of legacy, and we see that in Elijah and Elisha. They're great examples of legacy, and Elisha would accomplish more because of Elijah. Elisha performed double the miracles yeah. that Elijah did. How many would like to have a double portion of this? Amen. Amen. So what position did Elisha to serve and to receive that double portion? I want you to know it was not one single event, but it was a process that the Lord took him through. So what must I do? Look at your neighbor and say, what must I do to receive a double portion? See, Elisha positioned himself, first of all, by being a servant. Now, we don't like that because we like to be the leader and we like to be the one in charge and we like to be the one directing other people what to do. But Elisha, who does more than Elijah, more miracles, he positions himself not only by faithfulness, but by being a servant unto the man of God. He's a servant. How do we know that he is a servant? The Bible tells us that he poured water on the hands of Elijah. He was a servant. Long before he was ever a great prophet, long before he ever did one single miracle, Elisha was a servant. He was serving God because serving positions you to do more and greater things for the kingdom. You must learn how to serve. How do you learn how to serve? You serve. Servants serve. And they learn how uh, to position themselves in the Lord by serving and serving God and serving other people. These are uh, very simple things, but I want you to understand. 
you can position yourself to receive more from God and to do more from God if you will follow these simple principles. Serving the Lord. You see, we prepare to lead by following. And we train for service by serving. If you're not a good follower, you're not going to be a good leader. I said it. You can say amen if you want to. <laughs> if someone is too good to serve, then they're not fit to lead. This is what the Bible will tell us. That we must be, first of all, servants. But Elisha was more than a servant. He was a student. He placed himself under, under the tutelage of Elijah. He placed himself in a lower servant position that he might learn from Elijah. He said, uh, Master, would you, would you critique me? Master, would you uh, help me? Would you help me to understand? Master, uh, uh, if I do wrong, would you uh, tell me about it? You see, many times we don't want to know what we've done wrong. But if you want to grow in the Lord, you need to have somebody in your life Maybe it's the word of God, but you need to have somebody in your life to tell you when you've gone wrong. Rebuke me, teach me, test me, correct me, lead me when I need it. You see, so many people want the anointing and the power and the prestige, if there is any, but few people want uh, to position themselves in humility and in submission uh, to the man of God or woman of God or to God himself. You must be a servant and a student to position yourself to do more in the kingdom of God. Can't, you can't miss that. Uh, if you want to do more for, for God, uh, uh, you know what? You might be sitting here saying, come on, Pastor, tell me some other secret. There is no other secret to the kingdom of God. Be a servant. Be a student. But Elijah was even more than that. He was a son. He was a son. Elisha not only passed the test of being a student, but he was a son. Elijah was his spiritual father. You see, we are destined to be in relationship with one another. Elijah and Elisha not only are they servant and master or servant, a master and student, but they are father and son, a bond of love between them. You see, a committed son doesn't want the father to leave. If this were a worldly story, they'd be saying, go ahead and get done so I can take over. He knows that's the world's system. Get out of the way so I can do my thing. But the son in him said, my father, my father, don't go. Don't leave me here. I'm still learning. I'm still uh, developing. I'm still a servant and a student. And I'm, I'm now a son. I've grown to love you and to be a part of what you are doing. And don't leave me. That's the son. But what did the father do? What did Elijah do? He said, Ask me, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? A good leader wants to know what he can do for those who are following. You see, being a son positions you 
to do greater things for the kingdom of God. So Elisha was not only a servant and a student, but he was a son. And Elisha received Elijah's mantle and the double portion blessing. Thank God. There's more. Our, our pastor, the one I had for 34 years, he, he always had this trademark saying of saying, there's deeper depths and higher heights in the Lord. It is not arrogant to say, God, I want more of you. God, give me a double portion of your Holy Spirit. God, help me do more for the kingdom of God. It is not arrogance that says that it is a heart of a son that says, I want to do more for the Father. Why? Why did Elisha need a double portion? And why do we need a double portion? Elisha needed a double portion because Israel had fallen from God. Evil leaders like Ahab had led them astray, had caused them to worship Baal, had done all kinds of evil things to lead the people astray. And so Elisha needed a double portion. The leaders had led people to worship idols. And I tell you that we need people with a double portion because not only has Israel fallen from God's grace, but... So has the United States. Fallen far from our Christian roots and from our calling to be a nation that sends the word out. Israel was worshiping Baal because they thought that he could control the weather. And in an agrarian society, that would help their economy if the weather was good. Can I tell you that the United States, as if you don't already know this, is all about the almighty dollar. And God does not call us to pursue the dollar. He calls us to pursue him. Now, if you're blessed to be rich, thank God and pay your tithes and we'll build that church out on the new property, right? But God doesn't call us to pursue the dollar. He calls us to pursue him. The U.S. is all about the almighty dollar. Baal worshippers would throw their children into the fire to please Baal. And in the United States, we have had decades and decades of child sacrifice labeled as abortion. Murder for the sake of convenience. Baalism was all about sexual perversion. I don't even have to go there, folks. We know the United States is following quickly in that path. Baalism was all about pantheism, and I didn't know what this word was until I looked it up, but it is reverence for the creation over the creator. It's all right to take care of the earth. God told Adam and Eve that was an initial thing, take care of the earth. But anytime we put a tree ahead of a person, we've gone wrong. You see, God calls us to love one another and to help one another and to commit to one another, to be a part of one another. And, and the soul of a person is worth more than a tree or a bird or an owl in some distant place. You see, we need people with a double portion. Elijah and Elisha took on them the task of bringing the people back to God. The miracles that they performed were to allow the people to look and see that there is only one God. Amen? There, there's only one God. His name uh, is Jehovah. He is uh, God, and there is no one like him. 
double portion anointed men and women and boys and girls. They don't want me to go in the schools, but it's okay. Because if we'll train up and we'll mentor our children, then they will take the message of the gospel of the church and they will rock that school and they will turn it uh, into a place that is not about all of the, the new age stuff, but is about seeking and serving God, about being a son or a daughter of God. My friends, we need a double portion of God's spirit. The times are dark, the times are desperate, and we need to be filled with God's spirit, a double portion of what he uh, can give to us through the power of his spirit. And it comes through those three things, being a servant, being a student, and being a son or a daughter. Christian friend of mine, are you ready? Are you willing for God to elevate you? I know that may sound like uh, something that, that, that is about pride, but it's not if your heart is in the right place. God wants to use you in a great and mighty way for his kingdom. I want you to see one thing, Christian. I want you to see this, that the mantle, when it fell out of heaven from Elijah, it didn't fall on Elisha's shoulders. It fell to the ground. And he had to decide, will I pick it up? That's where we're at this morning. Will I pick up the mantle that God has placed upon my life and serve him and, and not seek after worldly pleasure and worldly gain, but seek after what God has called me to do. Yes. My friends, this morning I, I urge you to pick up the mantle of God. Yes. You'll never be more fulfilled or more satisfied when you are serving the Lord Jesus Christ than you have ever been. I've never been more fulfilled in all of my life. That's been 27 years in a factory working. And none of that, I had some good friends. There was good people. And they, uh, that place uh, served the need and, and helped my family. But what I want you to know is whenever I was able to serve the Lord with all of my heart and everything that I, I've never been more fulfilled in the Lord to know Him and His calling upon my life. Will you decide to pick up the mantle this morning? If you're here this morning or watching online as we are on Facebook, and you've never given your heart to God, I want you to know that He is calling for you. Just like He did Adam. When Adam sinned and failed, Adam and Eve, God walked into the garden and He said, Adam, where are you? And God is calling for each one of us. Where are you? Will you respond like Elisha did? Will you respond immediately to the call of God? Leave the past and follow Jesus. My wife and I just started watching The Chosen. If you have not seen that, it is awesome. It's a free app. You can get it and watch it. And what we were watching, part of what we were watching last night was the call of the Lord. The author does, there is a creative license there, right? But the, uh, the author of this, as he looks at the call of Matthew, who was a tax collector, the, the Jewish people 
people hated him. Didn't want anything to do with them. Thought that he had turned his back upon them. But Jesus comes to him. And he looks at him in the tax booth there. And he simply says, Come. That's what the Lord says today. Come. Come. You don't know the Lord as your Savior. Today is the day of salvation. If you're listening online, you can pray a, pray a simple prayer that says, I confess the Lord as my Savior. I believe that He died for my sins and that God raised Him from the dead. I ask Him to forgive me of my sins and to come into my heart. And from this day forward, I'm going to serve Him. If you're here today and you've never prayed that prayer, that's what God is calling for you to do.